0: you are listening to the Vcast. Hey everybody, how is it going? We are back with another episode of the Vcast. <clears throat> another episode with technical difficulties. Batteries dead again on the mic. I thought I had it charged, but I guess I didn't. Today is the day of mistakes. Before I get into all of that stuff, a quick break from our sponsors. Uh, Laugh it up Tuesdays tomorrow night, Nikki's Barn Grill, eight thirty p.m. That is my weekly free comedy show, featuring New Jersey and New York's finest comedians. Uh, that will come to a show for free, and um, yeah, it's every day, every Tuesday at eight thirty. We got a fire lineup again tomorrow night. Uh, which is going to be tonight when you hear this. And uh, yeah, show's getting a lot better every week. Also got the lunchtime hideout every day, Monday through Friday on Instagram at lunch, where I spit my lunchtime bullshit, try to help everybody get out of their day. And, um, you know, enjoy the lunch break. That's what it's all about. And now uh, that's it for our sponsors, guys. We are back with another episode. It is Monday, April fifteenth. I've been off on my days, man. I had stuff, man. Now that I think about it, last week was not good, huh? To me, I thought I thought it was good at work, but um, it hasn't been. Um, just made a mistake at work about you know shipping some stuff out. It's a real pain in the ass. It's got my uh. Got me upset this afternoon because I thought I had a pretty smooth Monday, you know, in terms of uh, getting things done and having everything lined up for the week and catching up on stuff. You know, thought it was off to a good start. Then I uh, got home and that's when I when I got home is when I started getting the problems, when people were wondering where the delivery was and the delivery of a truckload full of product was not there on site to be installed because I put the wrong date on an order. Ah, sip of water for that. Um, yeah, so just, uh, just frustrating, guys. Making mistakes sucks. But I have something written on my uh, desk that I stand proudly behind. And that is, I do not make mistakes. I create new opportunities to learn. All right? So, yes, technically I did make a mistake. But it's another opportunity to learn. It's not something I don't know. This is just me being sloppy. That's it, point blank. And you know what, guys? When you are dealing in work or any facet of life, when you make mistakes, and you will make mistakes, everybody does. When you make mistakes, accountability. Right Right up the bat, as soon as I found out that this... Shipment was not going. My customer had reached out to me and asked me, hey, you know, guys are getting a little antsy on site. It's not, you know, that truck hasn't showed up yet. You guys are usually, uh, you know, early. I was like, oh, no, please don't tell me. Try to find out where the truck was. There was no truck. Let my customer know immediately, hey, sorry, man. That truck's not on its way. I don't know what happened. I tried to get on my which was the truth. I try to get onto my laptop to see why, right away, if something's wrong. I want to know why. I don't want to tell my customer, hey, something's wrong. And I don't know why. I want to tell them why something happened at the same time. So that, I know it doesn't help the situation. But, you know, being a customer yourself, you, when something goes wrong, you want to know why. You want to know what happened. So, you know, I wanna, I I, I want to have that answer ready when I deliver bad news or at least try to have some sort of damn idea and when it is my fault this is my personal preference i don't know what the normal is this is something i feel is just not only professional but just outright decent of a person working at a company and working with people that you consider your teammates when something is wrong and i have to communicate this to customers as the face of the company when I have to communicate to customers that something's wrong if I made the mistake I say I made the mistake I'm sorry this was my fault nobody else made the mistake this is not I don't want this to reflect poorly on you know GGI or you know even though I represent GGI or the company that I work for I don't know why I said my company name but there you go maybe I'll go back and edit that out Eh, who cares what are you gonna do Let's say, for instance, ABC Corp. (laughs) The cat's out of the bag already. ABC Corp. Um, I, as a representative of the corporation, I take responsibility for that, right? But then, if there's a mistake at some other level of the company that's not a that's not a customer facing position, for example, uh, you know, the shipping department or the production department or, you know, whatever other department, the accounting department, in order to get released in time because it's somebody else's error. Whatever it is, when it's somebody else's error, then I say we. Like, I don't ever try to put blame on a specific department or... Person or anything like that, uh, you know. Then I just say we made a mistake because then we made a mistake. That's it. They're, the customer doesn't care if it was me or not. They're gonna take it out on me anyway. <laughs> so, that's it. You know. Um, yeah. So that was a pain in the ass. But like I said, you try to try to learn from your mistakes. You just gotta be more careful. there was just. Oh, it's such a dumb mistake. Dumb mistake. They have multiple projects going on and and they were changing the dates on projects and I just changed the date on the wrong project. Well oh, I changed the date on uh, I changed the date to the wrong date on the project. I changed the date based on another order I changed. That I also changed to the same date. But the problem is is I just changed two orders instead of only changing one to that date. The other order was, should have been updated for today. Oh, what a pain in the face. Um Yeah, I mean, what are we gonna do, guys? We aren't perfect. I never claim to be perfect. I just try to do my best. Try to be better than I was yesterday, try to be better than I was last week and all that good stuff. And sometimes it's working, sometimes it's not. Um But you know what? That's that's a um That's a part of the process, guys, when you're, you know, in a work. When you work. When you work, you do stuff. I don't know where we're going with that. Anyway. Ah, that's, you know, like I I started out today, you know, really excited and pumped for the week. You know, I didn't have the greatest weekend when it comes to food. But I didn't really expect to considering... Um. That I just didn't want to. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know. I had no really big plans. I don't like I had like a party planned or anything like that. I just didn't freaking feel, feel like it. That's it. Um, and uh, again, yeah, man, it was Game of Thrones week weekend this week wait wait it's the premiere the premiere of Game of Thrones I don't know about you guys but I've been watching Game of Thrones since the beginning all right I am a Game of Thrones snob I, I just happened to stumble upon it and um I watched the season premiere thought it was cool uh series premiere rather and I thought it was cool and then I just kept watching it I think I saw a previews for it maybe that's what happened. And I thought it was cool. I didn't know anything about the books. I didn't even know there were books. I didn't know it was based on books when I first started watching it until like, some some other Game of Thrones snob smartened me up. Uh, but I had always prided myself on like, man, this show caught on pretty good, and like I watched it from the beginning, and nobody talked about it like it wasn't a big deal. Um, and then I read the books. I read the books after season six, I think. Uh yeah, I think after season six, I read the books, and um, yeah, the books are f- phenomenal. Of course, just like everything else, the books are better than the 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 series. But I, I don't know. for me, series season one, they did a good job with the book. I thought it was pretty um pretty close, as close as you're gonna get to uh. When I look at I don't look at trying to get all the details. I look at how they portray the characters. If they're able to portray the characters in the same fashion and I get the same sense you know when you meet someone you get a sense of them and whether you like them or not if i get any kind of sense from the characters and i get the same sense as the characters and i'm like oh they're telling a good story like they're doing a good job that's how i measure books versus movies sometimes movies don't give me the same sense of a character because you can't portray that amount of detail so there's things that directors do um that tell a story that make up for that and um and I find that interesting, and I And I find that interesting in weird movies like Sahara. I don't know if you've ever, uh, if anybody's familiar with Clive Cussler books. Uh, he tells stories about this Numa agent. Numa is the National Underwater Marine Agency of the, the United States government. I don't even know if that's a real agency. I never even looked it up but it's supposed to be a division of, like, um, the Navy or something. And um, there's this guy, Dirk Pitt, and he's a agent for NUMA. He's a NUMA. He's like a fucking, I don't know, man. He's like James Bond, like James Bond-esque, um, but, like, rough, kind of rough around the edges, but real smooth at the same time. Can wear a suit, very attractive, physically fit um you know he's a secret agent he gets into all these freaking mishaps where you're like how the hell do you he has like limited military experience and you know he drives fancy cars and he comes from money he's just the, the epitome of a cool character that can just do everything and talk to women and and He's a jiggle, you know, not a gigolo, he's a bachelor, you know He's a good looking bachelor guy that's successful, that's always into freaking cool shit And he's just such a cool character, Dirk Pitt And I say that and I preface preface all of that by pointing out one of the books is called Tara This guy has multiple books, many, many books Clive Cussler has written so many books And Dirk Pitt is kind of like Alex Cross if you're a James Patterson fan um, or I'm sure there's numerous amount of characters that there are out there that I have no clue about. And um, the whole point of me saying that and really selling and really um, putting over um, this guy Dirk Pitt is because they got Matthew McConaughey to play him in the movie Sahara. Because so Sahara is based on just one of the books, uh, but I just thought that that casting was really good, like a Dirk Pitt. I'm like, oh man, Matthew McConaughey's an awesome Dirk Pitt, and they. I didn't like the the pick that they did for the other guy, though. That I, I thought that was kind of off. They went with some. They went with more like a comedic partner when his partner is really supposed to be like a. Uh he's funny, but he's supposed to be a really big gruff guy. Like he's supposed to be the muscle of the two. Um he always comes to Dirk's rescue. Um so that's a there that's a really good book series. Clive Cussler, Dirk Pitt series. Any Dirk Pitt novel. Uh he had a book called Raise the Titanic. I think they made a movie of, of that. <coughs> also in the eighties, excuse me. I don't know if you heard that, man. I apologize if you heard that. I had to suck back in that fucking snot that came out of my mouth. Landed on the top of my lip. Oh, that was fucking disgusting. (laughs) Excuse me one sec again. Oh, trying to be polite. But God, that was fucking gross. It was so fucking solid when it came out. It went right back in in one shot, too. I hate those. All right. Anyway, we were talking about Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, so the first season of Game of Thrones. Wow, I went into... Clive Klessler, really good, really good books. I have a book I have to read that I have of his, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, yeah, so, The Game of Thrones. So it was just really exciting. I was just really excited to see it. Uh, like I said, I've, that was the whole point I was making. I've been watching this shit since the beginning, since it was back in when they made 60-minute tapes. Um, that's a DJ Clue reference back in the day. Um... Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. What else happened? That was fun. I really liked that episode. I'm really, uh, I'm really fascinated with where they're gonna take this. Who's actually gonna end up on the Iron Throne? Is there even gonna be an Iron Throne left? All that stuff. Like, I don't know. Whoever's into the Game of Thrones stuff, I'm sure there's seven million fucking people covering it. And um, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really a person that breaks down things. Maybe I have to practice on that. Maybe I'll do. Um, i'm just not watching much tv yet guys i'm making an exception for game of thrones like i'm watching reruns of the office over and over and over again just because i do not want to get emotionally invested into a show that i have to sit down and actually pay attention to i like putting on the office because i put on the office and i don't pay attention and then like i pay attention in and out and i've seen the episode so many times now that i kind of just can catch you know when you could just you just pop in anytime and write. You're right into the storyline. You know what I mean. That's why I like repeating that stuff over and over again. Um, what else happened? Tiger Woods, huh? That was pretty cool. Tiger Woods one came back and won one. I am not a golf fan, guys. I don't even like sports right now. Like I said, I'm just going back to not watching television. Same thing goes for sports. Like there's only two sports I'm paying attention to right now. That's baseball and uh, MMA. And baseball, I barely pay attention to. Uh, I just I'm just a diehard Yankees fan. Like that's the only team I fully one hundred percent support in any sport. Is the Yankees, and um, that's just from childhood. Uh, as far as any other sports, football, all that stuff, I don't give a shit about any of them. Basketball, I don't have a, any teams. Uh, you know, I watch the playoffs here and there. I just don't have time for sports, guys. I just don't like that's just mentally not what i want to spend my time on um but tiger woods i thought that was a really uh really cool story only because p you know everybody loves a uh an underdog story you know like a come up story um and that's what that was that was a good come up story for tiger and coming back after all that stuff i watched the video today of uh of Tiger watching all these people saying, you know, how he should retire and how he's not, you know, he's not good anymore. He's been, you know, he should retire. He should be, he's a bomb. Like just, just trashing him. Like you can just see it like eating at him just anytime. I don't care who you are, man. Just people, you know, just commenting on your life and what you've done and where you're at, like telling you what you should be doing and what you have inside of you and all those things and just like the that 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 dialogue i know that dialogue so well because i hear all those things all the time from myself i hear that stuff i hear it all the time it's just like a it, it's not you know like voices in my head it's just a like almost a response to anytime I think I want to do something. Anytime I think in my head of doing something, my response is voices like that. But that's how you can't do it like this. You can't do it like that. That won't be good. That won't be successful. You're not going to do it. You're not going to follow through with it. And just pick on all my weaknesses, all my insecurities. It just rips you apart. Um, I don't know if anybody else goes through that. Maybe it's just me. But, um, Yeah, so I just thought it was so awesome for Tiger Woods to come back and win that. I just thought that was a bigger story than anything else for me. I know everybody else is wrapped up, even though I was joking about Tiger Woods coming back, um, showing that the whole world, you can come back from being an asshole and cheating on your wife with fucking something, whatever, I don't know. Just telling jokes, people. Um, The real story and the real... um, takeaway i got from tiger woods winning is just that you know stay at it stay at it like that's it that's all this guy wanted to do was just play golf at the highest level and win he wanted to be himself he wanted to feel good he wanted to redeem himself right he wanted to come back he wanted to prove everybody wrong he wanted to prove himself right all those things That just, you know, if you could just identify with that feeling inside of you of just wanting something so bad that you don't care what people are saying, you don't care what the cost is, you're going to go through it and face everything that's going to come in front of you and just keep going. Just keep going. How many times this guy got injured... He got. He didn't get selected for whatever fucking fuckface fest that they have over there in Europe, where you know everybody wears their stupid jackets and they tell each other what team they're gonna be on or whatever the Ryder Cup or, or I don't know whatever stupid shit it is. I don't know. I don't follow it. No disrespect to anybody that does. I'm sure it's a wonderful sport. I actually got caught up in the in the in the breakdown of how Tiger won it. I got caught up in, like, oh, wow, this is pretty interesting. I'm getting it. Like, at first time, I actually understood the golf, um, you know, the flow of it anyway. And then, um, yeah, so just that whole dialogue, that whole inner dialogue and, and overcoming all of that and that payoff. Oh, it's like buzzing that final nut. Oh, busting that freaking nut after you've been chasing it, something for so long. And then you finally get it. And when you get it, it's the best. It's not just like, you know, when you think it's the best and it's not the best. And you're just like, uh, okay, I guess, all right, whatever. No, it was the best. And you busted not all over it. That was the, what that fucking man went through. That's what he looked like. He looked so happy. He was like, Fuck where's the white women (laughs) tell me about that today that was funny what the fuck did it say i don't remember anyway um yeah so that that overcoming that that walking through the flames to get what you want that was such a such a dope story um so congrats to him uh, that was good. That was that weekend. The weekend was good. Um, what else happened since we last spoke? Um, oh, Thursday show, that was pretty cool. Zona, Zona Tribeca. down in um, Granite Street in New York. Had a comedy show down there. Uh, it was very fun. Eric's birthday, Eric Miller, comic out of New York City. Or Staten Island, rather. He's a Staten Island comic. I'm like 90% positive and um yeah he had a fun show down in zona tribeca it's a mexican restaurant man that was a fun show um just a good room um this guy that went on before me just leveled the room just crushed it he had a really good set and I went up after, and I was like, man, it was so good. Like, I was paying attention to his set, and I was, like, laughing with everybody. And then I saw him get the light. And when I saw him get the light, which, for those of you not in the comedy world, means when you get the light, you got a minute left to wrap up. So he got the light, and I, um, I was like, oh, it dawned on me. I was like, hey, I'm next. And he just murdered the room. I got to follow that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I got to follow that. Fuck. And um, um, what happened? I followed it. Yeah, I just followed it. That's it. I went up there and made people laugh. Now, you know what I did? I, I went up there and I, I I addressed it right away. Like, man, I, everybody's tired. Like, every, you know, he sucked the air out of the room. Everybody laughing so hard. <sighs> I gave everybody like a second to, you know, catch up. And then I was like, oh. You look like a hoe. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Um, I forgot what I went into. I think I just started talking about birthdays. Yeah, I went and, you know, got the whole crowd back up on my side. Hey, it's Eric's birthday. Everybody happy birthday, Eric. Applause. Everybody applauded. And then I went into uh, my set list, which consisted of starting out making fun of birthdays. Or making fun of myself anyway, because I still depend on my mom for birthday money. That's my joke. Ha, ha, ha. It's a real fucking joke. And um, went on through that. That was good. Everybody laughed. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, it was good. It was a fun time. It, why did I write this down? I wrote this down because Thursday was fun. Not only because I had a good set and it was a good show, but it was after the show and just like the hang after the show and the environment and talking to people afterwards about it just made me realize how much I want to be a comedian. Like, that's what it reinforced. Like, let's not lose sight of what the goal is. And the goal is to become a comedian. You know, not just, hey, I'm a comedian because I can do stand-up comedy. No, 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 I'm a comedian because I'm a comedian. Like, what do you do for a living? I'm a comedian. Like, that's... Where it's at for me, anyway. Um, so it just reminded me, you know, that's the that's what I want to do, and also to be in New York City more, like that environment, that hustle, that exposure. Um, it's it's different, very much different, and also very scary. Let's be honest. I can make all the excuses in the world. Oh, we're about to get fucking real right now. I can make all the excuses in the world about why I can't get into the city. About going in and out. uh, Traffic, tolls, work, family, blah, 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 blah. What it all boils down to is me being scared of taking that next step. Because that's the next step. The next step is... You know, I could make all of the... uh, uh, What do you want to say? Like the tiers or the levels. The imaginary levels that I put in my head. That I have to get to before I can become a New York City comic. Like I have to graduate from New Jersey comedy into New York City comedy. Like I legit put... Stuff in my head like becoming the best host in New Jersey, um, you know. Wait till I'm getting booked all over New Jersey, and then go to New York. You know what I mean? Like that, these are just excuses, people. Excuses because I'm scared. I'm scared to confront for many reasons, and I'm not scared just because I feel like I fail. Primarily, a lot of my my fear is because I'm f- scared of succeeding. And what successful mean? Like su- succeeding for me, right now, early on, means way more risk. The more I succeed at this stage right now, the more risk I'm gonna have to take, and that scares me. All right, the risk is with with everything. The risk is with family. The risk is with um. Work, the risk is with finances. It's a lot of risk. It's a lot of risk. Um, that's not even the risk of failure. The risk of failure, guys. And I, I don't want to sound cocky. I'm not. I don't think I'm the shit, or I don't think I'm anything special, or any. You know what I mean? Like, I do think I'm special, but that's different. Uh, like not trying not to be um, a fucking douche. But I am convinced that if I apply myself, that if I go after something, well, this in particular, if I go after this 100%, that I will succeed. I will be successful as much as I want to be. I have no doubt about that. However, however, My problem is the fear leading up to it, all right, because of the fear of loss, the fear of what I'd be risking by becoming successful, because in order for me to become successful, I'm going to have to put in a level of work and a level of time that's going to put other things at risk, i.e. my family and my job. So, where does that leave me? Coasting. Mm, No, I don't even want to say coasting. I am just not in the fast lane. I'm in the middle lane. I'm getting in the fast lane every once in a while to pass somebody. Or not somebody, or just to, you know, when I can. But the reality is I'm restricted. I'm restricted with a family. I'm restricted with obligations. I'm restricted with responsibilities. And um, it's something that I'm. I'm still processing. One hundred percent. I'm still processing. There's a level, of acceptance it but there's um I just I don't know. I don't know where where it go I don't know. I really don't like that's that just got really real, huh guys? Wow. That just got really real. Because that's you know, that's something that you have to consider when you're chasing your dreams there's risks and rewards on both sides there's risks about succeeding in anything and i think a lot of people do do have a fear like i used to always <clears throat> i used to always see that when i was in you know group therapy and and all that stuff and there used to be a lot of talk about fear of success and i'd be like what the hell does that mean that's so stupid how could you fear success like this is what i've been looking for this whole time aka money because that's what i equated with success at the time all these people are fear of success what are you how are you scared of money like that doesn't make any sense to me i didn't get it i didn't get that comes a lot with the fear of success not only just um, fear of consequences or anything like that but sometimes you just feel like you don't deserve it you feel like you don't deserve it there's something inside of you that stops you and says that you feel like you don't deserve it and there was a time that I had to suffer from that not deserving it and um, or feeling like I didn't deserve things I used to have to this story I told myself in my head that I didn't love I wasn't worthy of love um, or I wasn't yeah I wasn't worthy of love and affection it was su- just a long story another another topic for another day um, as far as all that stuff um, but yeah the fear of, of succeeding so that's that's um, a block. Like that's a block in my mind as well. I probably use that as a of excuses not to do. I almost didn't come down to do this podcast because of that work situation. I'm always looking for reasons on how to get out of doing things. Pause for some more. So I'm always looking for reasons on how to get out of the things. It annoys me. It annoys me, and when I see that quality in other people, it annoys me about other people. Most of the times when I see qualities in other people that I don't like, it's qualities about me that I don't like. I don't know if you've ever noticed that you do that, but some most people do. I know I do. I'm definitely um, guilty of looking at what other people do, and I'm like, Ugh, you're so stupid for doing that. And then after a while, I'm like, but I do that. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, guys, so many things to consider. Yeah, guys, I keep calling you guys, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Are you my friend, guys? Ah, oh, what else is going on? That's it. Um, tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Laugh it up, Tuesday. I'm performing. Pedro Garcia is hosting. Um, we got a bunch of good comics on there. Um that's it. I don't wanna sit here and ramble on I'm you to death. Um, um Uh what else is going on? This week's four twenty. Maybe I'll do a four twenty podcast uh next week and we'll talk about some four twenty stuff. Um I think that's what I'm gonna do, yeah. Next week we'll do a four twenty podcast. So that'll be out on the twenty fourth, I think, right? 22nd, no, 23rd. It'll be on the 23rd, August 23rd. Next week, we'll do a 420 podcast. We'll talk about uh, the good old Marijuana plant. And um, what do I know about the Marijuana plant? I don't know anything about the Marijuana plant. Maybe, maybe I'll learn something from this week till next week, and I'll teach you guys about the Marijuana plant. All right? And we'll have a nice long conversation about the marriage marijuana plant, and um, man, we'll have some fun with it. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. You've been wonderful. I uh, hope to see. Oh man, I just forgot about that that cathedral burning. Oh, the cathedral was burning today. I'm so sorry. So sorry to all the victims the families of the fucking boys that got fucked up there in that damn fucking cathedral um that's fucked up i keep saying this shit but um you know it sucks to see that thing burn it does suck uh for history and all that good shit other than that it's great for jokes guys i've been rambling too long guys guys why do i keep saying guys (sighs) i'm gonna end this now all right have a great week bye guys